Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. If you're one of the smart ones booing at home, then congratulations, you win a prize because that was not me doing a cheap callback to some 1980s bad taste humor in some old commercials. (laughs) I'm actually using that to illustrate a couple things, uh, which you will understand very shortly. And while we're at it, Where's the beef? Eh, eh, eh. Yeah, forget about it. Yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a reason for that, believe it or not. I remember as a kid seeing that, and even though everybody thought it was funny and everybody was making fun of it in comedy shows and stuff like that, there was a little part of me, even as a little kid, when, you know, falling down is, that's when you think falling down is so funny. There was a little part of me that was like, that's really sad. This poor woman, she can't get up and she has no one to help her. So why am I talking about this? That's a good question. Let's get into it. So I had an unfortunate incident last week on Wednesday. I was getting up to just get ready and go for a run. And I was bending down to do my stretches and my back just got tweaked the fuck up. Yeah, it was excruciating pain and I hit the floor. And you might have guessed by now. I couldn't get up. I was on the floor and I couldn't move. I was like, oh man, I guess this is my life now. My life is of a floor dwelling person. (laughs) So I sat there kind of figuring out how I was going to live my life from here on out. And after a little while, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I've got to get going on this. So I managed to squirm and twist and pull myself up to my feet and Long story short, I couldn't get out of bed or off the floor for about three days. And you're talking to somebody who's hurt themselves many times. I've fallen on my head and had stitches three or four times. I've dislocated shoulders. I've broken bones. I got hit by a truck when I was a kid. I know pain. And this was bad. I was like, ah, you know, one day I'll I'll be back up tomorrow. And here almost a week later, I'm still not able to uh, go down the stairs. I'm... uh, doing a little better. But yeah, it's just been a a time of zero work, focusing 100% of the time on getting well. And that's a very weird sensation when you have all this work that you want to do and things that you want to accomplish and you just can't do them because you can't literally sit down on a chair without your back screaming in pain. And uh, you can't bend over, you can't bend forward, you can't put your head down. So anyway, 
I spent a lot of time on my back looking up at the ceiling and on my stomach and doing a bunch of exercises and thinking about stuff. And, you know, it's interesting because this is the beginning of the year and I had all these goals. One of them was to, well, I talked about breaking the pattern last time. Some of my goals were to take care of yourself in this new year uh, to get that going first, which I've been doing. And I got this acupuncture pillow. I think I talked about that on the podcast. It was almost like I saw into the future in my crystal ball and saw what was going to happen because I use this acupuncture pillow every day, like 10 times a day now. <laughs> and um, I'm hoping it's working. It feels good. It takes the pain out for a little while and gets the blood flow down there. But anyway, it makes accomplishing goals very difficult. It makes doing anything very difficult. And it gave me a lot of time to think and a lot of time to process and even more than the virus, which will not be named, where we're all having time to think and process things. This was like, pile that on. And now you're in your home and you can't do anything in your home. You can't get up, you can't paint, you can't work, you can't do anything. It's been miserable. But, you know, I've tried to have a good uh, attitude about it, tried to laugh about it. My wife made fun of me a couple of times when I was trying to arrange myself to get onto the couch. And kind of like the commercial, it is funny from a distance, but not so funny when you're going through it. Um, my wife's very sweet. Obviously, she's been taking care of me. That was just one isolated incident. But we, uh, yeah, we've been just rolling with it. And today's the first day that I've actually been able to sit down for a small period of time and lean back in this chair with this pillow and do a little work Still not able to get in the car, still not able to box or paint, which sucks. But I thought I'd, you know, come to you right now and and record an episode because the show must go on. The show must go on. Yes. So that's what we're doing. We're recording. We are moving forward. And it made me think of some other times that I'd been knocked down and how important it is to have that attitude of just getting back up. Because it was one of those things where when I was laying down on the floor and I couldn't get up after day three and I was like, man, I'm used to bouncing back very quickly and I feel like I'm worse after three days, you start to get depressed. It starts to sink in and you're like, wow, I don't know if I'm going to be able to uh, to manage this. I don't know if I'm ever going to get better. And, you know, it's hard to see doctors right now. It's hard to do a lot of stuff. But, um, of course, the person in me who is resilient and doesn't take no for an answer or doesn't, you know, like setbacks, just started to do my own research, started to reach out to friends. I have a physical therapist friend. Shout out to Ariel for helping me out a lot on this. But I did some research. I kind of figured out what was wrong with me and I've been working through it. It's been a slow process, but the point is it's important to have that kind of state of mind where you're like, I'm not going to let this send me back. Okay, this might knock me out for a couple of weeks, but I'm going to come back stronger. I'm going to come back better. And uh, I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep working through it. I think that's so important as an artist to have that mindset, to have that mentality, because, you know, not only is it one of those things that can happen physically, but every day you're rejected. Every day you're dealing with depression and isolation and feelings of unworthiness or imposter syndrome, you name it. But we face all that stuff as artists. So, this was a very real, over-the-top version of this to me. It was like, okay, I just got to apply the stuff that I've been doing for 20 years, 20-odd years, and just get up off my ass. 
That's why we're calling this one, I've Fallen and I Can Get Up. See what I did there, everybody? Just to give you an idea of what I'm doing is I'm sitting here because I can't bend forward at all. I've got this acupuncture pillow in my back. I'm sitting up as straight as possible, and I'm actually holding on to the microphone behind the uh, punch screen or the, the sound screen, the Stedman. So I'm sorry if the audio on this one is a little less clear or crisp than the other ones. But hey, that's what we're doing. So deal with it. Yeah, so I was thinking about this today a little bit. And, you know, there's kind of two people, two well, two people. There's two people in the world, me and you. No, there's two kinds of people in the world, the type of people who take these things and just let it be debilitating. And they don't take care of themselves. They don't see a way out. They don't see a way to get up off the floor. And, you know, they can let this completely be a major setback, something that even maybe makes them give up. Or there's the other type of person, the one who takes this as like a learning experience. Okay, what am I going to learn from this? This is kind of a teaching moment. Call it fate, call it luck, call it karma. I believe that things happen for a reason. What movie, everybody? Come on. If you said Ghostbusters, you're correct. And you win another prize. They're cookies. Uh, yeah, my wife, I quote Ghostbusters so many times because I watched that probably 50 times as a kid and I just do these random quotes and she finally wised up. And every time I say, what movie is that from? She just says Ghostbusters now and about three out of four times she's right. But anyway, yeah. So this is one of those things where it's a teaching moment. It's a moment to reevaluate some things and to set some goals and to, you know, get myself in the mindset of coming back stronger, but really more than anything to just appreciate what you have appreciate being alive being uh able to walk and be able to use your limbs be able to paint be able to do the things that you do it's so easy to get in a funk and be like oh man we can't do anything we can't see people but it's a lot better than not being able to get up off the floor right so these moments are always good to give you a moment to reflect on your life and kind of reevaluate how you're looking at things and that's what i've been doing I'm not going to lie. I had moments where I was like, fuck this. I'm done. (laughs) I'm not going to be able to get back on track in life. Luckily, those passed and luckily the optimistic side of me kicked in and got me up off the floor, got me working on my problems. And here I am, only half a gimp. So half a gimp is better than 100% gimp. It made me think of a couple things that might be valuable to everybody out there. Uh, I know it's one of those things that we don't really plan for. That's the whole reason it's called an accident or misfortunate event. You can't really foresee those, but it made me realize how little I can do when I'm controlling everything in my career. Like I can't, I mean, if I sold a painting right now, uh, luckily I've sold a couple prints and I had a painting that somebody picked up. But if I sold a painting, I had to ship internationally right now or internationally even, I wouldn't be able to do anything because I physically can't bend over or pick anything up or do anything physical at all. So it really limits everything that I can do with my business as an artist. I I can't get in the car. I can't drive. I can't, I wouldn't be able to go to a gallery if, you know, we were in normal times. I wouldn't be able to deliver paintings. I wouldn't be able to go to USPS and ship something or UPS, FedEx, whatever. So what do you do in situations like that? If you're a person like me who's just used to you know running everything on your own, maybe that is not 
practical always. Maybe you need to have a fallback plan. Maybe you have, like, you know, in those situations where you have a person who has your key, a neighbor who has the house key in case you're out of town and something happens, they need to come and shut the water off or whatever, you know, feed the animals. Uh, maybe it's time to think about somebody who could help you in situations like this. Like, luckily I have my wife. She's super busy, but she did help me over the weekend with a couple of business things and it saved me. So maybe it's time to think about some of that stuff. Like, what do you do if you're, you're sick? Maybe it's not an accident or something. Maybe you get sick. Maybe you, God forbid, give, get COVID and uh, you're knocked on your butt for two weeks and your business just has to come to a standstill. Do you have that person in your life who can kind of pick up the reins and help you out at least or fulfill an order if somebody orders it? That's important. It got me thinking about some stuff like that and how I can maybe restructure some of the things I do in my business to help me out in certain situations or even if I'm like traveling sometime and I have to go, let's say I have to go show my art in Europe but my business doesn't stop. If people order something online and I'm not there, who's going to ship it for me, right? So maybe it's uh, valuable that some things like this happen to to think about that. Maybe it's time to maybe, maybe it's time to maybe, maybe it's time to get some interns or I know people have interns that work for them in their studio, people who can handle some of that stuff if you're in a bind. Uh, that is invaluable. I'm seeing that more than ever right now. So just something to think about, some food for thought, not a whining podcast. Uh, it feels good to be talking to you guys. It feels good to be, you know, getting this out and it feels good to be just sitting in a chair and recording this really. So thanks for listening. I hope that it has some value for you. It's something that at least it's important to cultivate in our artistic lives, that ability to take something negative and turn it into a positive and uh, take an unfortunate circumstance and use that to kind of get up, do better the next time. I remember times in my career that were not just, not physical examples of this, but mental examples of this that were almost as debilitating. Uh, I'll just use one example. This was back when I was still waiting tables and I didn't really see a light at the end of the tunnel as far as how I was going to be able to quit my job and be a full-time artist, but I was, you know, I was getting there. I was getting to the point where I was figuring some stuff out and I would just have these moments of like ugh, heavy depression where am I going to be able to climb out of all this debt, this routine, this mindset, figure out how I'm going to start selling enough work to make this happen. But I was starting to do that. I was starting to get positive. I was starting to get healthy routines going uh, aside from just painting and figuring out my business side. And so one of the things I forced myself to do is to reach out to this coach, this artistic coach, who I believe had their own podcast at the time too, but they had a newsletter. I won't name any names, but <laughs> I talked to this person. I got a free coaching session to see if it works out and if you wanted to you know, buy the program or whatever. And I talked to this person and they were just asking me about myself and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I'm being really positive. You know, this is a this is a goal that I have. This is something that I want to achieve. This is a, an obstacle that I'm trying to overcome. But the whole thing was, for me, very goal-oriented, positive. I'm going to achieve this at some point. So I got off this call. It was like a 45-minute call. And this person was very nice. And I got off the call thinking, oh, that went really well. I was feeling very really positive about it. I was feeling like, oh, I could work with this person. And then about a week goes by. And I got like a little newsletter, email newsletter blurb from this person. And they had used out of context a bunch of the things that I said and quoted it almost, but taken out all of the positive stuff 
and framed it in a way that it was like, I just spoke to this artist who was like 32 or 33 or whatever, or whatever, 31. I don't know how old I was, but, and it's really sad. They feel like they have no hope. They're still working at, you know, waiting tables and blah, 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 quitting all these negative things that I said, didn't put any of the goals in there or like, oh yeah, I feel like I'm going to be able to achieve this. None of that was in there. It was just they're painting this negative picture of me and almost like a hopeless scenario. And I remember reading it and just getting so angry and just going like, how dare this person? First of all, they didn't tell me they were going to do that. I didn't give them any sort of green light to use what I was saying or my story, especially out of context. Even if I had to paint the picture in that way, it felt like a betrayal, but it also just made me really angry. I was like, that's not how it is. Like seeing myself from her perspective or from the perspective of this newsletter was like so false to me. It made me angry. It's like, I'm not that person. I'm not this sad luck case. I'm not this person who has no hope. I felt like I had a lot of hope and I was really excited about getting to the next stage of my career. So I wrote this person back and was very angry and ended up getting another call from this person and they were just like, well, no, no, I didn't realize, I didn't realize this is, you said this and this and this. And I said, yeah, I did say these things, but these were things that were the negatives in my life that I was trying to overcome. And you left out all the positive things and all the growing stuff and all the stuff that I'd achieved. You know, I'd done the Obama thing and I'd done a bunch of really cool things. And she left out all that and just portrayed me as this sad luck case. And so anyway, I got off the call with this person and they apologized. And I was like, well, I'm not working with them. But one thing that I took from that was, I could have, I was in a fragile state at that point. I was a little bit depressed about my uh, choices at the time, even though I was hopeful some of the time. But this could have really just knocked me on my butt and said, screw it, I'm not going to be able to do this. Just, I'm going to throw in the towel. I can't be an artist. I can't, I can't be a full-time artist. Everything this person said was true. It's hopeless. But I didn't do that. I got angry and I used that as fuel on the fire and turned around and said, look, I'm going to show this person. And literally like a year later, I had quit my job and become a full-time artist. And I still am to this day. And I've never sought this person out and said, look what I'm doing now. Because it just doesn't matter. I used that as a moment to reevaluate what was going on with me. And I used it as, like I said, fuel on the fire. And I turned a negative scenario into a positive one. And I'm just using this as a mental example to go along with a physical example of what's going on with my back right now as something that we can do as artists things that we need to use as fuel on the fire to pick ourselves up and uh, just to break through and and achieve what we want to achieve so hopefully you found something in this didn't sound like the rantings of a damaged madman a raving lunatic hopefully you got some value out of it i'm going to be back i'm going to be back next week I'm going to hopefully have some interviews coming up. Uh, I have a bunch of people that I want to interview. I haven't had the energy to schedule an interview right now for obvious reasons, but I'm hoping to get one maybe next week or the week after. So bear with me, but I will keep putting out content because that's what I'm doing. That's what we do. It's happening. Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that for today. Thanks for listening. It's been great to talk to you all and vent a bit and also maintain my focus to get going, get moving, keep moving. I know we all need that from time to time. And hopefully this was a little bit of a a kick in your pants too, to keep going. We're all dealing with stuff. We all have our hurdles. And this podcast has been 
<laughs> about uh, 80s cliches, 80s uh, advertisements, and metaphors. So I hope you like all those things. Otherwise, you probably turned this off a while ago. But, you know, to stay in line with that, we're going to end with another 80s commercial that's also a metaphor. Are you going to stop? Are you going to let pain keep you from achieving what you want to achieve in life? I don't think so, because it's time to get up. It's time to rise up. It's 7 a.m. You know what time that is. It's time to make the donuts. Yeah, in true 80s fashion, turn the boo into a slow clap. All right, we'll see y'all next time. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.